0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another Ithaca Bound podcast episode. I'm your host, Andrew Schiestel, joining the show today from Tunisia. And this is the podcast where we explore history and mythology in the Mediterranean basin. Today, Dr. Daniel Gino joins the show again on July 12th, 2021. Dr. Gino joined the show, and we had a conversation and produced an episode entitled Ancient Illyrians. And so today, Dr. Gino joins the show again, and we're gonna speak about a related topic today. We're gonna speak about the Batonian War, which was a war that occurred in the first century CE and was between the Roman Empire and inhabitants of a province within the Roman Empire that they called Illyricum. Dr. Gino is senior lecturer in the Department of History and Archaeology at Macquarie University, based in Australia. He has written many publications over his career, including authoring the book Illyricum in Roman Politics, 229 B.C. to A.D. 68, which was published by Cambridge University Press. And Dr. Gino joins the show today from Sydney. Welcome back on the show, Daniel.
1: Uh, Thanks, Andrew. Thanks for having having me
2: again.
0: It's good to connect with you again, Daniel. Okay, so to start the conversation off, Daniel. So can you share enough background and context, and then obviously we'll work our way into the details in the dialogue today. Can you share what the Batonian War was?
1: Uh, firstly, uh, I mean, in a in the, in the nutshell, Batonian war, war was a uh, uprising or rebellion of uh, indigenous populations in uh, western balkans mostly the territories of what's today croatia and bosnia and herzegovina uh, against the roman empire um, just to give a little bit of the background this area was conquered by the romans in a series of wars um, mostly uh, the most significant big Octavian's uh, campaign in Illyricum between 35 and 33 BC. After that, uh, the province of Illyricum was established, probably not in its larger extent, so probably it was just uh, covering the eastern Adriatic coast and uh, some of of its hinterland. And then, uh, most likely, it expanded during... uh, Anonian War which uh, was fought between uh, 12 and 9 BC uh, and the Romans were commanded by Tiberius who was adopted son of uh, Emperor Augustus and uh, future Second Emperor of, of Rome and uh, after 9 BC uh, Roman uh, frontiers expanded all the way to Danube and all these all these groups, uh, which were disunited, so, so, so they didn't have any kind of state before they, they'd been having separate, uh, I would call it tribal confederations, if you wish, they, they became uh, became un, uh, Roman subjects. And so th- this is <laughs> these are the events leading to, to this uh, uprising.
0: Okay. Uh, what was the geographic demarcation of the province at this point in time, uh,
1: yeah, province stretched all the way from uh, eastern Adriatic coast uh, to uh, approximately to Danube, and on the in the, in the west, the border was uh, uh, beginning of the southern Alps. So, so it, it took uh, some parts of uh, eastern parts of uh, what's today Slovenia, uh, eastern Adriatic coast, except for Istria. Istria was part of the Liri community. I mean, all the way uh, at that time probably to River Drava which is modern day uh, bond border between uh, Croatia and Hungary and uh... On the east, the border was uh, somewhere around the uh, river Drina, which is one day a uh, border between Bosnia and Herzegovina and, and uh, Serbia, and going all the way down, encompassing what's uh, today Montenegro and uh, parts, northern parts of uh, Albania.
0: Okay. What are the main uh, sources? What, who are the main writers or other sources that scholars lean on to understand uh, more about this? particular series of events
2: uh,
1: our major written sources are uh velleus but Valerius Paterculus was a roman uh, historian but he's so a uh, first-hand Witness, because uh, he was the officer in the Roman army and he participated in the war, so he was uh, there uh, to see things with his own eyes. Although he is probably not always the best so- source because he was too too uh, close to the events. How, uh, Other important source, equally important, if not even even better in some ways, is uh, Cassius Dio, or Dio, who was a historian from the third third century, so writing some some 200 years later. Uh, Dio was a Roman uh, governor of uh, Pannonia, so he knew this uh, region, but I don't think uh, he gathered so much of the local knowledge, he was relying on some some, uh, narratives uh, that are not available anymore, and uh, he he provided uh, this as a part of his wider Roman history, so he wasn't writing just about this war, he was writing about Roman history, and certainly this was a part of Roman history. There, there, there are bits and pieces. We have bits and pieces in um, writings of Roman uh, biographers Svetonius and his, uh, especially his life of Tiberius. And there are few uh, epigraphic uh, sources, inscriptions, but mostly what we know
0: about the uh, uprising comes from uh, both Velaeus Paterculus and Cassius Dio. You mentioned something about in that response about um, uh, some sources not not surviving, and, and I was going to ask a, a similar question. Um, did is is it uh, I presume based on your response, nothing survives from any inhabitants from the province? Please click clarify in your response uh, if that's not not the case. Is it believed that uh, anyone did write events? From, from, at, who were inhabitants of this of this province in contemporary times?
1: Oh no, most certainly we don't have any any kind of local uh, evidence. We don't have any <laughs> historians or any kind of writings that uh, could be produced at that time by the by local inhabitants, but talking about those sources, that those uh, should be mostly Roman sources, which are available to die of, because he draws quite a lot of uh, information that we don't have in uh, Velaeus Paterculus, and uh, we don't have anywhere else. So, so it, there are different um, assumptions who, who he, he might be using, There might be some kind of uh, biographies that, that are simply not uh, preserved
0: today but which were available to, to dial. So is because part of what I was getting at with that with that question was wondering if any of these historians that you're citing uh, if it's confirmed if they were leaning on any works when they were writing, I think you mentioned the one who was writing a couple hundred years before so obviously the, the, he had to have been leaning on some source or or sources, is there any evidence that um, someone like him was leaning on um, any sources that were written by inhabitants of, of the no, province? Uh,
2: no,
1: no, no, definitely not. a uh, uh, tone is sometimes a little bit more uh, critical toward uh romance but uh, not necessarily that he sympathized with uh, uh with, the, with the rebels it was more kind of a comments of, of his uh, own times uh, basically some kind of view of uh, so-called barbarians and as a big more uh, as being being less decadent than. the Romans, but I don't think he had any kind of uh, real uh, sympathies for them, but then there are a few, uh, especially speeches that he puts in the Mm -hmm. mouth of the, for example, at the the end uh, of the Batonian War, the speech of uh, one of the leaders of the rebellion of the artists. Uh, certainly the, the speeches in ancient uh, times were not written down, and they are used uh, by uh, later writers as a figure of, um, figure of speech, a figure of genre figure, uh, in order to make particular point, uh, and, and his point uh, was that uh, Romans were probably making uh, too heavy
2: taxation on, the, on their uh, provincials at, at the time. But otherwise, uh, there, amongst although there might be a, some some literacy amongst the, the locals, it, it wouldn't be too much. There is,
1: Valerius uh, Paterculus is is saying something about uh, locals at the time uh, having a bit of a, you know knowledge of uh, Latin and and knowledge of the of the Roman military uh, skills, which could be coming probably from. Than be serving already as as uh, auxiliaries in uh, in the Roman army, but we, we certainly can't uh, talk about any kind of uh, literacy, any kind of uh, intellectual circles, any kind of people who would be writing uh, histories. And uh, before uh, arrival of the Rome, we that there is no evidence of a widespread uh, widespread local literacy. Uh, there might be a little bit of use of uh, Greek in the
2: uh, close to
1: the Adriatic coast, but not not in the internet. Not that there is evidence for that.
0: Okay. The last time we chatted, you mentioned that this area, uh, eventually, I believe you used the word Romanized in in terms of it eventually became more Romanized um, as a culture. Now I think uh, if I recall we were speaking about and of of course again bring it up in your response is necessary. I think we're talking at that point in time in the dialogue a few centuries later. So when uh, later than when this war occurred. So when this war was about to occur so leading up to it. Can you describe what the the cultural milieu would have been in this province, at this point in time, we covered in quite a bit of detail in the episode uh, entitled "The Ancient Illyrians." Um, that and what really comes through in that episode uh, uh, is that th- this was a network, um, indigenous, an, an indigenous network of various communities, and um, so so within that, they're they're going to um, be different in in, in various. Various ways those those communities. So by so first century, CE. Can you describe? It, it it is a Roman province by this point in time. Can you describe what the cultural milieu would have been like in this uh, province?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, there there is there is a change change coming. We we can't um, the contact with the Rome contact with uh, Roman imperial infrastructure uh, started to transform these Iron Age uh,
2: communities. They started to uh, become to more complex. They started to form some kind of uh, political, let's say, very basic political institutions. And uh, interaction with, with
1: Rome, whether that, that's the war or alliance, slowly started to, to change uh, their elite, because now they've been looking to Rome either as the opponents or as the potential allies. But in general, when we see the archaeology of this period, uh, we are still uh, thinking of uh, Iron Age uh, communities, uh, most of them, most of these uh, groups that rebelled uh, against the, um, against Rome, had. Uh, didn't have such intense contact with, uh, with, Me- with mediterranean that there was certainly some importation of the, of the uh, greek and roman stuff in uh, central bosnia which was one of the centers of the uprising where the uh, desitiates were based and we have more exposure to, to uh, Latin celtic uh, culture amongst the pereuki who are the second most important uh, alliance
2: or uh, polity that that is mentioned in the context of the Batonian War. And they are based
1: in the area of uh, what's today, Eastern Slavonia, so Eastern parts of Croatia and uh, uh, most North, North, most North Eastern parts of uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina. Okay. They, perhaps, perhaps, maybe it's also so good to say that uh, They are still important, um, um, for these communities, it is still important to have the warrior uh, uh, values, uh, warrior ethos, this is what we see from from the archaeology. for the city, we know very little. We have two cemeteries only that were excavated, and uh, one of them in, in, in Breza, which is between uh, Sarajevo and uh, Zenica, showed that uh, they uh, practiced uh, cremation, so they've been uh, incinerating their dead. Uh, there are some interesting finds of uh, horses in that cemetery and it's actually disputed whether this was a cemetery or it was firstly some kind of religious uh, space. Uh, while in, in uh, regards to um, Belki obviously they were more exposed to these influences of uh, celtic uh, latin culture and uh, they they had a little bit more of this kind of uh, aesthetics they also practiced uh, incineration and uh, they uh, obviously being very strong militarily because in later period uh, we have a number of these uh, auxiliary units uh, which were recruited uh, recruited amongst the the, the so they all had this kind of warrior ethos and uh, they the city is probably uh, being relying uh, in some degree on uh, mining because they've been living in this uh, mine rich area uh, but uh, unfortunately there is not much of the, of the evidence of how much the, the, the mines were um, exploited in the pre-Roman times. Romans, they would start to exploit these these mines, but uh, how much they would exploit in the pre-Roman times, we don't know. They, they certainly have some use of it, but we don't know how, how uh, significant was the, the production.
0: Okay. I should mention too, when I say a, a network of communities, I use I use the term in a, the, a, a very loose sense, because my, my understanding, when we chatted last, Daniel, that these, these communities, there probably were, were times when they were working together in, in pr- probably uh, forms of coalitions, but other times quite independent, right?
1: Yes, yes, uh, been, uh, they had some kind of commonalities uh, that uh, um, Roman or actually Greek uh, geographer living in, in, in the times of Roman uh, Empire Strabo who was who was contemporary of this this war uh, he describes them as Pannoni. so he describes them as as pannonians so described uh, the the citytes me who are the, the another significant group uh, in this uh, uh, uprising that and then inhabiting areas of what's today uh western uh, Bosnia, and uh breuki and uh, many other groups uh, going towards uh, let's
2: say uh, modern day zagreb and and uh Parts of Croatia and
1: northwest of of, of uh, Bosnia and Herzegovina, so there are definitely some kind of networks existing amongst them, and that's the reason why travel perceived them as the as the Panoni, as the Pannonians. Uh, they uh, uh, had uh, some some of the as I said joint uh, aesthetics, and uh, they, they definitely had uh, lots of contacts uh, amongst them. But um, I wouldn't say that there are any kind of uh, permanent. Uh, alliances between these these groups that are that are treating in our surs, uh, sources uh, they call them peoples they call them uh, uh, Gentes they uh, but it, it's difficult to describe what they actually were I don't think they being the the term tribes would be applicable but on the other hand we also can't talk about any any states uh, any any you no, sophisticated uh, social uh, structures. So they've been there in some kind of transition. And this transition was uh, triggered by the Roman uh, expansion and by their, their contacts with, with more complex uh, social uh, uh, structure in um, the, the Roman Empire was. Uh, in, in this uh, conflict probably also participated uh, 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 group that we know as Delmata, they inhabited modern day, parts of modern day, Herzegovina and the southwestern Bosnia and Dalmatian hinterland. At least some of the fighting is done there. They are not described as Pannonians, but they they uh, have been uh, one of the most significant uh, Roman opponents mm. during uh, Roman uh, penetration of the, of the area in the, in the second and, and first centuries BC. Very, very strong, very uh, uh, capable uh, uh, uh,
2: alliance, let's call it that way. Uh, but um, they are not mentioned by
1: name uh, as the participants in the war, but some of the fighting is definitely done in the areas where where Mate lived. So so it's, it's very likely that they participated in this um, uprising as well. They are a bit different from the Desieters, as they and and uh, what Brelke, and they had more ex- uh, some some of the more exposure to to the Mediterranean influences because they they lived just. There, they, they lived close to the Greek uh, colonies. They cl- uh, lived close to the very uh, globalized people of uh, Liburni, whom we spoke about uh, last time, and uh, so they've been slightly, slightly different. But they also experienced uh, a Roman uh, sword, <laughs> especially in these uh, Octavian uh, campaigns between thirty-five and thirty-three BC, when they've been uh, decisively defeated by by the Romans. Uh, uh, while well, well, we don't really, uh, these other groups did, didn't fight with Romans so much. Brochi are said to be defeated in this Pannonian war ending in 9 BC. And for the it is, we, we really have no idea. They're not mentioned uh, in any kind of Roman conquests. Uh, it is assumed that they'd they be uh, conquered, but what can also happen is that uh, they willingly Joined or that they really, really entered some kind of a, a alliance with Rome and became became a, 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 you know Roman uh, subjects. So so we don't really know how what was the way that they they entered the the Roman Empire because often Rome people or particular political groups would join Roman Empire's allies and they will be slowly uh, digested and, and incorporated in Roman administrative structure. So uh, as we, we don't know much about that, <laughs> it's just possible to, to speculate. So both possibilities are, are open for uh, speculation in regards to the city of this and uh, Mese.
0: Okay. What's known about why the war occurred? You mentioned taxations. Um, You mentioned that term so can you elaborate on what's what's known about about why the the war started and is it known what the inhabitants of the province wanted to accomplish um, as a as a um, as a result of the war
1: yeah we have actually some some good information hopefully hopefully as we can't check it is, is relevant, but it, it sounds convincing. And this is something that we had the, the, the um, Cassius Dio. So knowing, knowing the circumstances, uh, wider. Political picture is that the Romans were preparing for war against uh, against the Germans against against the Marobrodus, who was uh, was uh, one of the Germanic kings with a seat in Bohemia, so, so modern day let's say Czech, Czech Republic, and they've been uh, recruiting the auxiliaries. They've been recruiting uh, in the province, and Castus uh, told us that uh, during this recruitment one group led, led by uh, Beito of the Desitiates. Why, why the war is called Batonian? Because two of the leaders had the same name, Beito. We have Beito of the Desitiates and Beito of the Belchi. And there is a third guy who, whose name was Kines, but we don't really know from which group he, he came. Anyway, uh, during this recruitation, uh, the... Uh... Beta of the deciders obviously uh, capitalized on some kind of dissatisfaction that was rising in the province. And one of the, th- the things could be could be indeed taxation. Because with with joining the Roman Empire, all these groups and didn't really have lots of evidence for monetary economy, uh, existing there. So so this kind of uh, joining joining to the Roman Empire was a kind of cultural cultural shock. So so these Ro- new Roman subjects would now uh, need to firstly mm, give their youth to be recruited in the in the Roman uh, army, and second thing they they would need to start to. T- in in coins, so that and, and they would need to switch to to monetary economy. there, there is also mention of some uh, Roman trade traders being being slaughtered at the beginning of the uprising. So it is possible that uh, Roman uh, entrepreneurs, uh, when I say Roman, I mean not the whole of the empire, certainly not of the city of Rome. Only uh, they've been. Uh, Probably having some kind of investment, they've been coming and trying to use the opportunity, uh, and obviously they haven't been so popular, <laughs> and uh, they, they obviously uh, uh, paid paid uh, uh, with with their the, with their lives for for that. So so the reasons for, for the the uprising, that there are quite a few, and we can certainly ascribe it to to, to these things that I mentioned, uh, but we can't exclude the private interests and uh beta of the desitiate seems to be uh, having already experience in the roman army so so it is very likely that he was a member of local elite and he was roman uh, auxiliary officer so we can't exclude uh, his own interests to either position himself within his community or gain some things for himself or, or you know the private interest can can be can be excluded in in these situations. Unfortunately, we don't have evidence for that we, because our sources wouldn't be interested. What, be paid to his private interest. but um, the, the problem with generally with historiography was that uh, historiography is so disapprising. Some kind of patriotic deal, uh, you know, the, the resistance to even Roman Empire, uh, the the kind of uh, you know guerrilla warfare. No, it, it was not like that. Uh, it, it was obviously some kind of dissatisfaction. But we need was first and foremost to look into into interests of local local leaders uh, and what they could gain with with this kind of uh, uprising and, and opposing uh, uh, the Roman empire
0: Is it known if they wanted independence did they want lower taxes did they want better treatment in, and rules around cons- conscription is there, is there is there anything that that exists in the records? Uh, perhaps if there were some diplomacy efforts and those efforts were, were written down, is there is there anything that's um, that's 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 clear? Uh, ta- taxes, you said was was mentioned, so I presume that's a lower taxes. But is it because um, there's and you said there's different wants, right? There's there's different wants groups may have in these situations, right? So do you know did they did they want independence? So they didn't want to be a province anymore, and they. Uh, did they want lower taxes did they did they want better treatment for their people when when they're being um conscripted for war what do you what, what's known about that
1: uh, uh first and foremost, the concept of independence is, is a modern concept so this is not really a concept that they would uh, uh, be be uh, familiar with so what means the the independence of those were not the the states that that they didn't have their own you know parliaments they didn't have their own (laughs) political institutions and the the, the boss was uh, usually a a guy with most connections and a guy who had the most of the you know the best uh, the best army so they wouldn't think of independence in that way but what they could think of is is certainly what you mentioned uh, some things about uh, lower taxes and and the uh, conscription. Uh, However, I think that uh, this was more doesn't seem as, as something that's that's planned in advance. Uh, I think it was just the, the reaction that uh, they just didn't want to go so far as auxiliaries to go all the way to what Central Europe. There was some kind of dissatisfaction and it you know, went, uh, <laughs> went viral and obviously this kind of uh, dissatisfaction was shared by these communities and that they uh, I don't know that they just uh, uh, wanted to, to, to focus on uh, on the on the, on the Romans or probably some pillaging, uh, you know, things like that. But I don't think there was any kind of sophisticated policy program behind, behind this. It was just a pure uh, dissatisfaction. Like, when people go and, and do the demonstrations today, just much, much more violent way, and it was spreading... Uh, 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 It was spreading a a lot, the the, values particulars is is mentioning 200,000 rebels, which is, in my opinion, way over-exaggerated. He over-exaggerated that because he wanted to show the Romans being, you know, great army and fighting (laughs) so so many of the barbarians. Uh, But I think that the numbers were, were pretty significant, that we can talk certainly between Seventy-five and hundred thousand people, maybe not at one place at one time, but all together being up in arms against the against the Romans.
0: Okay, um, so the war the war occurred uh, specifically eighty-six to eighty-nine, CE. Yes. Uh, okay, so yes, for four years, give or take. Is there to to cover it in an overview? way how do you want to approach it is there a few key events that you want to speak about and um and is there is there there's clearly some military type uh, events um given then given what it this the the series events is normally described as the, the batonian war um but and but if there was also diplomacy efforts uh do you want to cover those as well if there's stuff known about that
1: uh, yes, I mean, the, the whole war is, is complicated to reconstruct, but uh, basically uh, Romans took it very seriously. They've been uh, pretty uh, afraid, and I think there was even a panic in, in Italy and in, in Rome that they, they thought the, the rebels would, would uh, uh, cross to Italy, although I don't think that would be their... Um, idea or their aim. so the Suetonius is
2: mentioning the the recruit, recruitment of the slaves in in Rome because they
1: they didn't have uh, enough uh, army army was Tiberius on the on the northern northern borders and uh, but the, the, and they the rebels, they, they uh, obviously had some, some initial conflicts. Uh, there are some reports that they even attacked the, the provincial capital, Salona, going all the way to the, to the south. But obviously, they had two or, as I said, th- three leaders. Uh, and it was always difficult to reconcile interests of of, uh, different leaders. Uh, On the other hand, the Romans had uh, luck uh, that their uh, commander, or rather commander-chief, in was one of the most capable generals of the times, and it was Tiberius. So Tiberius took this very seriously. He gave up on uh, attacking the the Germans, and he went down uh, to Siscia. Siscia is a, a Roman stronghold, uh, modern-day uh, city of Sisak in Croatia, very close to Zagreb. And uh, Siscia was um, attacked firstly by the, the rebels, uh, it defended, and then, then Tiberius came up with, uh, with his forces. Uh, the thing is that uh, as Romans took very seriously, uh, they also uh, recalled a, a few legions from the east. Uh, and as uh, Valerius, who was there in the winter, I think it was winter C86 to seven in Siscia, he talks about 100,000 people uh, under arms in in a Roman camp, which was uh, way too much. Uh, Roman army was very. Capable, very efficient and hundred thousand people at one place would be too much so so basically what happened after that uh, tiberius uh, get rid of of uh, a few legions because he had too many too many people anyway they they defeated uh, rebels in in especially in the north so uh beta of breuki uh, Capitulated, he surrendered to Tiberius, uh, and the sources are mentioning that he did that at the at the uh, river Batinus, and Batinus is supposed to be a river of uh, Bosnia, so probably somewhere in the lower stream uh, of of Bosnia, uh, a, a river in, in what's today northern uh, Bosnia or Bosnia rather, uh, and uh, but what happened after that is that. Uh, it seems that uh, Tiberius promised Beethoven of the Breuki that he will he will be uh, in charge for all of these rebellious uh, people. So uh, uh, he's a partner in crime, but of the Sidiatis didn't like that, so he, he managed to uh, kidnap Beethoven of Brevki. Uh, Put him, puts him to, to trial. Obviously, a Camero court. What could uh, other expect? And uh, execute him. And uh, then, then uh, things became a little bit uh, uh, sore for the Romans because uh, rebels are withdrawing now in the Dinaric uh, uh, mountain chains, and they are uh, now it becomes much more difficult to fight the the conventional warfare because Romans. Uh, didn't have too much problems uh, to, to fight when, you know, you had the, the plains. But in this mountainous uh, area, it, and but there are quite a few of local stronghold, in, the war was dragging for for a few more years because the, the, the rebels didn't want to give up and uh, they felt to be protected by, by the terrain. And for Romans, it, it really... Took, took some time before they, they definitely pacified the area. Uh, there is some kind of negotiations and we know of uh, Beito sending his uh, son uh, Skewa uh, to uh, negotiate with um, Tiberius. Uh, not, there are no details, I think they part of uh, Cassius Dio, not preserved, but uh, what we know that at very end, uh, when uh, Beethoven surrendered and, and capitulated, uh, he wasn't uh, executed, he was uh, rather offered the, the exile in Ravenna, in Italy. So this is last last time we heard of him, that, that he probably died there, he was, he was exiled and then probably lived in some kind of a comfortable uh, exile there. Uh, the questions are certainly why, why the Romans treated him. That way, why he wasn't executed, or why did he die any kind of painful death, is, is probably that. Uh, firstly, there might be some kind of uh, agreement with the Tiberius, and secondly, uh, it as as probably uh, being a Roman auxiliary officer before before this uh, uprising, uh, he might be having some kind of a patronage within the Roman elite who might be uh, vouching for him. So so these indigenous these these local groups that they, they haven't been completely you know, separated from the Romans, they 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 started to 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 look and they started to use the Roman system of of networking and the approaching political power. So Baker definitely avoided the the destiny of, of uh, many of uh, his uh, countrymen who were either slaughtered or, or enslaved. Which again is is uh, individual because. Um, some of these strongholds, like Arduba, we have no idea where, Ar- Arduba is somewhere in central Bosnia, some people
2: think is Vranduk, just about the, the, the north of Zenica, but I don't know, <laughs> we
1: can't say that, just uh, on account of the documents, the uh, so they, they, for example, uh, were, were holding until, uh, you know, everyone slaughtered, but some other uh, strongholds might be wiser and surrendering to, to the Romans uh, on time, and uh, getting spared than getting promised that you know you'll be spared if you if you surrender time so i think it was very individual uh, experience of the of these final final days uh, uh, when the when the romans were taking over
0: did they ever battle in the, the winter time the the show is covered um the show is covering a series right now on the social war dr seth kendall of Georgia Gwinnett College was on the show a few weeks ago actually an episode also published on the second year with uh Dr. Kendall as well but this item had come up a few weeks ago when we covered the first year of the social war and something he mentioned basically is that the 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 main events of the war didn't occur right away because winter uh, uh came on in uh whatever year that would have been at 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 the time so probably 90 91 because the 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 war went 91 to 87 BCE um so what is anything so is anything known about uh if 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 there was ongoing battles in in, during the winter time and over these four years or did most of the fighting cease over winter
1: But probably it seized over winter because it's not really terrain where you want to fight in the the winter or even, you know, in the late late autumn because... It's difficult for communication. The winters are, are can be very cold, and uh, even autumn can be very, very rainy. So, so it would obstruct the, the movement of the troops. What we know for certain is that Tiberius was in winter quarters uh, in that first year, so, so AD six to seven, uh, in Siskia. So obviously he didn't. Uh, 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 Want to pursue fighting during during the winter? He just wanted to stabilize the uh, situation, and uh, after the the winter finished, he got rid of extra uh, legions because he he knew that he had enough. Enough army uh, uh, to to solve the problem, that probably even Tiberius didn't anticipate that the, the war will drag for uh, so long because of the of the terrain, which makes me again wonder wondering whether uh, Romans really entered these kind of central areas of um, you know central Bosnia or, uh, in during the Pannonia war or, or not. But um, anyway, uh, it's it's uh, winter is not really great for fighting,
2: especially when, when in in the ancient times. So I don't think they been fighting in
1: in in the winter. But as I said, we, we don't know everything about this war, and these these sources are in the best way uh, fragmentary. So it's it's sometimes difficult to to kind of make the whole the timetable what was happening when. Although as I give you there are some mentions of some, some battles, like those Marsh marshes, uh, probably somewhere close to, somewhere in Slavonia and in, in Croatia, and uh, these uh, sieges of uh, sieges of Antetrium and Barduba and, and so on. So, so we know some things, but uh, far from uh, uh, knowing that uh, we can completely reconstruct the whole course of of uh, of this conflict. Uh, it's also interesting. Uh, in some way, we we would uh, think that this was the internal war, that this was the uh, you know rebellion, because these people were there Roman subjects. But uh, there is a curious uh, a curious sentence uh, in in Suetonius who is, by the way, not the greatest source, his biographer, but he said that this was one of the most significant uh, bella externa of, the, of these uh, external wars for the Rome. So so Suetonius didn't perceive it as kind of a uprising, as a kind of rebellion. Uh, why? Well, again, I can't explain, and I'm not claiming he was uh, He was right. It was a, is writing 100 uh, some hundredish years after after the war uh, so so in, in many ways uh, we need to take that that, that into account uh, so so this was this was the, the part of the wider pattern of these uh, these uh, indigenous uh, uh, uprising against uh, against Rome so we, we obviously most of the of the listeners wouldn't know of the of the uprising of and againtorics in in Goals and some around what uh, 50 BC, and there's also very uh, a, a serious uprising of Boudica in in Britain some what uh, 40 years after, 50 years after Batonian War. So there are a few of these. Uh, 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 Kind of challenges to Roman uh, power amongst the freshly conquered uh, uh, provincials, and they they all have their own reasons. But uh, as I said, one of important uh, reasons that shouldn't be underestimated is the the ambition of the of these uh, local local elites who who already started to understand how things function in within Roman Empire. They they understand how how the the power is is justified how power is distributed within this this large social network that we call roman empire and they want to to have a part of it They they, they want to negotiate their place into it so i don't think anyone was fighting there for Independence, but it was more kind of the the uh, way how how uh, uh, local elites would would benefit or or would, would negotiate their position in a better way. Uh, in in a case of Batonian War, it seems that it failed. But if you remember what I was mentioning about Beta of Preuken, he was offered to be
2: uh, what our sources say king of Pannonians, Of course, not king in, in that way, but
1: probably some kind of what we would call client king. So he would be better off if, if he wasn't killed by by his namesake. So so I, I think that's 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 uh, the reasons uh, the, the most important reason that we need to 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 uh, seek behind these these uprisings is is the uh, the ambitious uh, 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 local leaders who, who thought that they might uh, improve their position or their hold on power or maybe take power from uh, whoever was holding power and on a local level before then we are not aware of those things so it's sometimes difficult to to reconstruct history for such a tiny fragments uh, because romans Sources were mostly interested in the war, how the war was going on, and how the Romans won.
0: Okay, Daniel. So the war went for approximately four years. What's known about how it ended?
1: You, as I said earlier, it ended with full capitulation of the of the rebels and restatement of the Roman uh, power. So Beato uh, capitulated. He surrendered. He. Uh, capitulated in the area which is uh, Dalmatian area, so he wasn't... uh, Holding on in in his uh, heartland, which is the, the city at uh, areas in in central central Bosnia, he capitulated in the mentioned areas. So obviously that the Romans were slowly uh, gaining ground and and uh, slowly taking piece by piece uh, uh, from the from the rebels. Probably playing on, on their internal uh, uh, weaknesses and things like that. So Beto uh, surrenders. He gets exiled in Rabena, probably dies in exile, and uh, Romans uh, reorganize the province of Illyricum, maybe, we don't know exactly when, but maybe some 10 years uh, later, because uh, they understood it becomes too big to administer, so it's divided into two provinces. Uh, whether they've been called Illyricum superior, upper and lower Illyricum or they've been called Dalmatia and Pannonia. From the beginning it's a matter of uh, debate uh, but we know them later certainly uh, by Dalmatia and Pannonia and by dividing the province of Illyricum uh, they strategically divided these Pannonians. So the Magmaisei uh, and the Sittietes are uh, remained in Dalmatia while Breuki were uh, in uh, Pannonia and the other, like Sergistani and the other of these Pannonian uh, groups were in in Pannonia, so they strategically divided them so they won't be any more in the same same province, as, as provinces Roman provinces acted as these centers of these uh, acculturation processes that definitely separated these Pannonian groups from from each other. But uh, in general, it was Roman victory. It wasn't a great victory because they didn't have too much of the spoils those were not really rich uh uh, uh, uh people that you know it's not the same like uh, like plundering uh, the east or plundering uh, carthage they didn't profit a lot and they lost a uh, uh, lots of uh Good soldiers. So this was uh, uh, one of these wars that Romans would <laughs> rather not have than that they had. But uh, after that, there is no uh, there are no reports of any more uh, unrest in the province. Uh, Romans uh, start uh, very ambitiously. The the governor uh, Gnaeus Dolabella uh, the, the, the is is starting to build roads through the province and. Uh, Romans are definitely uh, taking that under under control. They establish better administrative division. They st- establish more uh, better administration. Some of these some of these communities are still not giving a self rule. Uh, they they still being being watched over by the Roman. Uh, prefected by the roman military officers but some of the these communities still had some kind of uh, self-rule within the roman empire and within the roman province so at least they had some kind of self-administration in these these uh, civitates, how they they call these new administrative units but some of them are still for a few decades being big watched over by the roman army romans still maintain their legions in the province for maybe half more century uh, because they obviously didn't trust the locals, but as as these legions are departing in the second half of the first century, we can can assume that things were coming down and there was no big dissatisfaction. There's one Visual representation that might be a consequence of the word, so called uh, 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 Tropeum from Tilurium. Tilurium was Roman military camp in, in Trin, just behind modern day Split, which uh, shows two uh, 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 men uh, chained to, to Roman military uh, victory uh, sign tropeon And uh, it's general agreement among the scholars that this was the monument commemorating a Roman victory in the Pannonian. Uh, or Batonian, sorry, Batonian uprising.
0: Okay, so two main closing questions, Daniel. Is it known if the the, the Romans conceded any points? Uh, we we had mentioned a bit that, so the the inhabitants of the province clearly had some some desires. Uh, t- taxes was mentioned earlier, um, and there there could have been more. We we did talk about. Um, uh, the conscription and and kind of that environment for for soldiers, is it known if Rome conceded any any, any points uh, after this war was complete?
1: They might have some kind of individual deals in. And- no surrender now and uh, you know we can talk about stuff. But generally, as they, they want the war, I don't think they would concede anything. Why would they uh, concede? Uh, but uh, probably on the local level, that there might be some kind of deals well, like we won't slaughter you all, we won't enslave you if you surrender. Uh, but if you resist, uh, we'll kill Kill you and enslave you so so probably there was a, a significant uh, degree of uh, depopulation uh, because it's not just a matter of, of uh, killing uh, combatants and, and civilian population it's also a matter of uh, you know selling them into into slavery But uh, unfortunately we don't have any kind of uh, archaeological research that would either confirm or or deny uh, the population and uh, what is seen from the sporadic uh, archaeological evidence is, is that uh, it, it wasn't so so bad uh, uh, at least uh, in, in towards the end of the of the first century but what really happened after the the, the end of the war we still can't can't dealt with with, with certainty maybe there was there was some some consequences for at least one generation after after the the, the conflict uh, ended
0: you wrote a book called illyricum in roman politics 229 bc to ad 68 uh, we've chatted before as i mentioned in the intro as well we uh did a, an episode on the ancient um so it was entitled ancient illyrians is there and that was a very constructive conversation and uh I learned I learned a bunch of things in in having that that conversation is there when you look at this topic more broadly so this 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 question doesn't pertain just to the the war that the batonian war that we spoke about today is there something as a scholar you you spend a lot of time thinking about uh, these this topic and related topics you've spent many years researching it and writing about it is there is there something about the this topic that you, you ponder a, a lot and wish had wish scholars had access to, to to knowing about is there is there one particular item about these people that uh, in the ancient period that that uh, you wish you had uh, an answer to.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm talking about uh, generally. I'm, I'm, uh, there are few topics, general topics. I mean. But more yeah, war is just a you know, brief uh, kind of uh, event that, that happened. I'm more interested in the long-time processes, processes of change. So how these, these old communities that uh, resisted Romans, that, that, that you know, lived through the Iron Ages, and how their decedents uh, uh, managed to, to incorporate, uh, 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 how, how they lived within the, the Roman Empire, how they became Romans in, in their own way and uh, also interested uh, in, in that long-time processes, are how this these ancient, uh, you know, society changed into, into late antiquity. So this kind of cultural transformation, the first one from indigenous Iron Age communities into into, uh, uh, into Romans, uh, certainly, when I say Romans, and I say terms like Romanization, I'm not thinking that all people within the Roman Empire were Romans in their own ways. Each province and each region within province, they been Romans in, in their own way. So, so they incorporated some some elements of Roman uh, cultural templates, and uh, somehow grafted it on, on their existing traditions, so, so changing everything and becoming something completely, completely new in, in a few generations. So I'm interested in these uh, long-time cultural
0: shifts uh, uh, you know, what happened after the Batonian War in particular. Okay, I think you got that into... Into one, 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 one big item. You'd like to know. <laughs> yes. I, like, I like to see big questions And then go into into details from that. You found, yeah, you found a way to answer that that questions in, inside a one, but it was a big, big one item. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure speaking with you, Daniel. Thanks for coming on the show again.
1: Oh, thank you, Henry Both for inviting me it was it was a real pleasure for me too.
0: You're welcome. Okay, everybody, the book that I mentioned again, with the book that I mentioned at the start of the episode and mentioned moments ago that Dr. Gino wrote, he's author of Illyricum in Roman Politics, 229 BC to AD 68. I'll link to it in the show notes on the Ithacabound.com's associated subpage to this episode. Daniel and everybody listening, as always, wishing you a marvelous journey. Bye for now.